and welcome to the Wall Street Bulls and Bears Main Street Hopes and Fears podcast. We interview top finance and business professionals who share their unique insights and experiences. We also look at the impact on Main Street and invite them and you to connect the dots. My name is Shanaz Joan Parsan. I'm your host, but we do have other hosts from time to time. Let's get started. Hello and welcome. We're joined today by Mr. Yuri Mermelstein, who has been an active owner, investor, and operator of commercial and multifamily properties since 2001. After graduating with an associate's degree from New York University in 1985 and a BA from Baruch in 1990, Mr. Mermelstein spent time working in the financial and real estate industries. In 2001, you restarted Mermelstein Development and has been acquiring, developing, and managing commercial and mixed-use assets since, to great success. Welcome, Yuri. Good morning, Yuri. Uh, I'm so delighted uh, to meet with uh, uh, you again. Um, uh, for folks uh, who don't know, this is uh, Yuri uh, Mermelstein uh, of New York. A uh, very uh, uh, well-known uh, developer there. Uh, he has some very exciting uh, projects that he's done and upcoming. Uh, so without further ado, um, uh, Yuri, welcome. Um, you introduce yourself uh, to uh, our listeners, please. Sure. Good morning, Shanaz. Uh, my name is Yuri Mermelstein. We have a, I am part owner, along with Joseph Yushravayev, my partner for 10 years of Top Rock Holdings. We are involved in value-add real estate development um, and all sorts of asset classes that we purchase, and primarily it has to involve some sort of a component of value-add. Very good. Uh, so, Yuri, if you can uh, tell me what's the um, biggest challenges you've faced uh, for uh, the last uh, few years, uh, what would you say? I think the last... I think since probably since the Ukraine war started, the rates have more than doubled and it has created a disconnect in the market. And what I mean by that, uh, there's a lot of loans that are coming up for refinance and people cannot refinance those loans at the same levels that they had uh, when they first took out the mortgages, which means that they have to put additional equity into the project or most likely do some sort of a workout or give the keys back to the bank. Mm. And that's right. the biggest. Okay, very good. Um, uh, how would you uh, stay on top of things? Because uh, you've got a big portfolio, uh, so you're better uh, equipped than most uh, to handle any of these uh, stresses, but how have you handled it and how will you handle it uh, going forward? I think our motto is, you do, you know, if you buy something, uh, even in this market, you, you know, unless you can flip it for more money today than what you're buying it for, we're not going to be interested. So any sort of real estate asset with, that we purchase today has to have a value add component or has, we have to have the ability to exit today for more money that we're paying for. So that's probably the biggest takeaway. Um, 
I think I think uh, you know going forward, um, the uh, most real estate people have to be super astute and super careful at this you know this, at this particular moment uh, in terms of buying real estate because a lot of people are getting hurt. So you you know we have to be super careful uh, you know tread lightly for the next, I think, six months to a year and see where the market takes us because nobody can predict where we're going in terms of interest rates. And that's yeah. the most important factor in here. No, absolutely. So uh, let's say you had, um, uh, I don't know, uh, 50 million uh, lying around. Uh, uh, would you invest in even uh, for your own portfolio um, in real estate right now? In absolutely. real estate. I think today is probably the biggest and the best market for someone like us, which we have been doing. We probably have about six hundred million dollars in contract right now. Um, you know, someone that's been sitting on real estate um, for the last, let's say, five to ten years on the same asset and needs to refinance now is not going to, like I said earlier, is not going to be able to refinance the project at the same levels. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities today that we're seeing and will be seeing going forwards, which will be an amazing opportunity for us to buy. And we have, we're active, actually very active. I think uh, we're probably one of handful of companies in New York today that are very, very active because okay. we're seeing deals that we've never seen before at these levels that we're buying today. All right. And uh, if uh, we were to ask you, uh, um, you're, you're fairly big and you've been very successful. Um, what uh, do you think um, is the biggest factor for that? Why are you uh, so successful? Why have you been uh, uh, so successful? I think it's strictly, I think a lot of it has to do with timing. Um, you know, we're not an institution. Um, we're fairly nimble. We do a lot of due diligence on anything that we buy. Um, you know, they, you know, I think our silver bullet is the amount of due diligence that we do on any asset uh, that we purchase. Mm -hmm. And uh, in today's market, I think the most important factor is to be able to do your, your due diligence. And if we can identify a property and be out or at least return the equity to our investors within 24 months or thereabouts, could be a little shorter, could be a little longer, maybe by six months up or down. I think um, I think that's what investors are looking for, the return of capital as quickly as possible and stay in the deal and just keep uh, making the you know dividends and the appreciation and value. So in this market, not only not only are we trying to return the equity quicker, but we're also think that the market will change in the next year, year and a half. And whatever we buy today will be much greater in value a year and a half from now or two years from now. So I think it's an amazing time. Okay, very good. And uh, related to your role, uh, what uh, are you mostly curious about right now? So beyond interest rates, uh, what does Yuri Mermelstein uh, research? Uh, what's interesting to you? Um, you know, it could be around real estate or perhaps another industry. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I think 
if I had more equity right now, in the sense, if I wasn't devoting a lot of time and finding equity, I would just buy more real estate because we're seeing a lot of opportunity. Um, so I think that's the answer to your question. Okay, very good. And would this be uh, uh, solely in New York or all over the United States or globally? I think United States, we have a few million square feet of office. Uh, in uh, the middle of the country, we have about a, mil a million and a half square feet, all the way from Massachusetts, all the way uh, to Colorado, I believe. And um, but most of the development that we're doing uh, is in in the greater New York area, the five boroughs of New York, including Manhattan. Very good. And uh, uh, when you were starting off, uh, Yuri, who was your um biggest mentor and um, do you have uh, someone that you uh, uh, look to for advice uh, on a number of uh, professional things? Wow, uh, that's an interesting question. I think that uh, from a mentor perspective, I, uh, you know, when I started back in the mid eighties, uh, around 88, I joined the company that, uh, that did land assembly. And what that allowed me to do, and we're the only ones in New York that did land assembly, what that allowed me to do is to meet all the developers, which at that time, there weren't many in New York City. And when you met all these developers and you saw the amount of buildings that they built, uh, the Donald Zuckers of the world were probably built 30, 40 buildings in New York City. Um, I think meeting all these, uh, David Solomon, um, you know, Trump, uh, when you started meeting all these people, you kind of, you learn, you become a sponge and you try to get as much as possible from those uh, developers. So if you are talking about mentoring, I think a group of developers probably molded my future of uh, becoming, a, I guess, a real estate investor slash developer. Um, you know, Joe and I look at many, many different deals. Um, you know, and we're super excited to keep keep this uh, roller coaster going. Um, you know, and it's been a lot of fun. Very good. Uh, um, what would you say is the biggest personality trait uh, for someone to be successful that you have that you've developed, uh, or that um, you know you would uh, think someone needs to be successful? I think perseverance and the love of what you do. I mean, I love Monday mornings because I get to come back and do what I do. I see deals on the daily basis and every day there's something new. It's never the same. It's always more, you know, I, it's always more exciting. So for me, I love coming to work. I love during COVID and we came to work every single day. I did not sit in actually for the first three months we were not we were closed but after i think may of 21 we came to work every single day where other people had did not um so I, you know the answer is do what you love okay. just like anything else besides work all right and i i hate using the word failure but uh what would would you consider to be say one of the biggest challenges or missteps that you've made or that you would have done differently in hindsight? Uh, rent stabilized units and convert them into condominiums. So the city or the government 
passed a new law that was beyond anybody's control. And a lot of landlords who owned rent-stabilized units had a big mess on their hands where they didn't know what to do. All of a sudden, whatever it is that you own is worth far less than you had hoped for. And um, that's one of those things that you can't control. So I think that's in our eyes of failure, but sometimes it's not your own failure. It's the failure of others that affects you as an investor and your own investors. Um, so, you know, in this particular case, we had no investors. It was myself and Joseph, my partner. And at that point we, um, you know, just took it on the chin and money, you know, a few million dollars was lost in that particular deal. Okay. Thank you very much. What would you say is the biggest myth, uh, around, um, um, you know, uh, big developers like yourself, uh, um, or the industry in general, uh, from the perception, say, uh, how Wall Street uh, uh, might differ uh, to uh, uh, Main Street's views um, for real estate developers, either for commercial or, um, or both uh, for residential uh, developers? You know, I, 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 you know, from a perspective, you know, the, the world that we all are in is very small when it comes to, even though New York, for example, is huge, a city and population, you know, the world of banking, the world of real estate development, the world of uh, finance, even though it's big, it's very small. Everybody kind of knows it, of each other or everybody hears the name or, you know, through two people, you can reach whoever you want. You know, it's not uh, six degree of separation, it's probably two or three. Um, so I, I don't think there's any myths, uh, you know, as long as you're honest and above board. What I found out in real estate is, you know, all lenders typically do their due diligence, right? And if they, and there's always a, you know, kind of a KYC issue with every the lender. And they typically ask you for references. And the biggest thing in real estate is having a good name. And if, as long as you have a good name, I've, I've known people for 20, 30 years. And as long as, you know, and I have develop, uh, lenders calling people that I don't even uh, put on the, uh, on the application. And when those people that I know without me putting on the application, tell the lender that he's a good guy, do business with him. I think that's the most important thing. So whether that's a myth or, you know, a fact or whatnot, it's a very important part of real estate uh, where, you know, it's uh, having a great name is a, in uh, any business is a good thing. All right. Uh, uh, very good. And so um, uh, we talked about this uh, um, a little bit uh, earlier on, but if you could have started a business right now um, that you would think in any industry other than real estate, what would it be? What do you, what do you think, uh, like, uh, uh, could be a good investment, like going forward uh, by industry, uh, uh, businesses, what, uh, uh, what would you throw money at? You know what? Every time we've thrown money at something other than real estate, we kind of lost money on it. So it, it, I'm drawing a blank because <laughs> I, 
technically started stopped looking at other uh, deals or whatever people throw at us other than real estate and you know i'm so high on real estate that that's what i concentrate on so i would probably say no i which i do i say no to all things and still stick to real estate so i would i would say real estate all right no very good uh what uh question or questions uh do you wish i had asked you you know it's funny i don't do a lot of these podcasts um or interviews so Typically, if somebody asks me a question, it's typically about the deals we, that we have either closed or working on. Um, I, you know, every time I've talked to you offline, meaning not on the podcast, we've always had an interesting conversation. And um, I honestly can't tell you. I mean, uh, you know, um, I know, you know, I'm lost at this point. No, that's all. That's all right. We love talking deals with uh, uh, you, uh, Yuri. We can't do that for confidentiality reasons uh, on a podcast. So I'll continue to do that for sure. But thank you. Uh, I'll ask one uh, last question. What books, so people don't think uh, that you're just, uh, um, you know, this, uh, you know, smart, uh, uh, successful uh, developer, what books or movies have you seen that you find interesting so that people can see another dimension of Yuri Mermelstein? You know, I, uh, my background is I was born in Ukraine or Soviet Union, uh, the old Soviet U Union that had all the republics still attached back in the seventies. And, um, I was born in Ukraine and I read um, mostly about, I like biographies and uh, I, I like about, I've been reading a lot about kleptocracy of Russian oligarchs of how they made money fairly quickly. Um, I can't, I can't recall all the names because I have about six books on my, uh, on my nightstand, but uh, everything about having you know, uh, I, I forgot the name, but there's a book that I've been reading about uh, Russians coming to London and just, you know, buying everything up and London cracking down on them and so on. I, you know, I can come back to you with a, with a title, but I uh, can't remember the title right now. No, well, very good. So, uh, uh we, uh, um, have, uh, uh, a good uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, working with us. We've hired uh, several Ukrainians. And of course, uh, um, in my uh, younger days, I spoke Russian very well. So I, I do speak to Anton from time to time. Uh, uh, so um, I, I love uh, Russian uh, poetry, art, that sort of stuff, and definitely support Ukraine. So thank you, Yuri, uh, for speaking with us. I'm looking to speak with you uh, for many uh, deals, but I do appreciate uh, the time that you've taken speaking with us. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Shana. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Wall Street Bulls and Bears Main Street Hopes and Fears podcast. We hope you tune in again next week.